So this article is taken from Bloomberg Opinion Online. And it's about putting women first. And they're looking at overall country, countries, how the pandemic has affected mostly women. So the article states, put women first. And it goes from education to entrepreneurship, global recovery efforts need to pay particular attention to the needs of women and girls. And I couldn't agree more. Policymakers haven't always considered how economic shocks impact women and men differently or how governments should respond when the 2008 recession hit. Few asked how stimulus measures would affect women compared to men. That approach won't work for the COVID-19 crisis. As leaders face the enormous challenge of rebuilding past, post-pandemic economy, economies, women most women must be at the center of their strategies. Again, the approach won't work for the COVID-19 crisis. So they're basically saying that going forward, women must be the center of their strategies. In many countries, in many countries, women have been hit hardest by COVID-19 lockdown. In Latin America, for example, they were 50% more likely than men to lose a job in the pandemic first month. Women tend to be heavily employed in vulnerable sectors such as retail, restaurants, and hospitality. They also often work in um, informal jobs such as selling, uh, selling on the street to sewing at home. That lack protection such as paid sick leaves or unemployment insurance. When those jobs disappear, women had no social safety net to fall back on. And this has to do with um, third world countries. Moreover, women can have an outsized impact on economic recovery, particularly in low and middle income countries. World Bank research, for instance, shows that the GDP could be more than 25% larger if gender equality were reduced. What can the government do? At least three broad areas deserve attention. So they're going to go into three areas where they could focus on to help women. And this is around the world, globally. This is not, I'm not just talking about America. This is all over the world. And these three, uh, three areas of attention in regards to women. Um, first, number one, countries can accelerate the D the digitization of government identification system, payment platforms and other critical services in partnership with the private sector. Economically marginalized women are often invisible to their governments. They are less likely to have formal identification, own a mobile phone or appear in social register. Now this is again for the ones that are not, uh, for instance, the, one that, the ones that sew at home or sell on the streets they would like to have them get them in the system so therefore they could get some form of help. But because they're not in the system, those are the women, the women who tend to fall off track, that they're the ones that don't really get help unless they go in, you know, to get help, go, you know, try to get help. So while over 200 countries have developed social protection measures in response to COVID-19, 
Many have struggled to identify and delivered aid to informal workers, meaning many women continue to be overlooked. So that's for the digital system. The second uh, factor or second uh, needed attention, governments can remove barriers to women's full inclusion in the economy, whether as entrepreneurs or employees. In economy, in economies, with the strictest pandemic lockdown, women-owned companies were 10% points more likely to close than those owned by men. And I had to close mine down because of the pandemic. It's not a huge... I've had the business for nine years. But because it's something that I don't have employees and I do the bulk of the work, it the COVID has affected it. So I'm no longer participating or taking clients due to the pandemic because you know most most of the time my own offices I run from home so um, I would see my clients when they come here and that part of my job was um, paternity and immigration especially paternity piece I had to close that down so I, I understand what they're saying that uh, they you know barriers need to be removed again the second um, government uh, uh, government can remove barriers to women's full inclusion in, in the economy, whether as entrepreneurs or, or employees in in economy with the strict pandemic lockdown, women-owned companies were 10% points more likely to close than, than owned by men. That's not surprising. Most women-owned businesses tend to the smaller sole proprietorship or informal with fewer than few, five employees, like what I just explained about my business. Closing gender gaps in entrepreneurship would help reduce poverty, create jobs, and spur growth and innovation. Excuse me. Government should thus target lines of credit and other forms of finance to women-owned business, boost the creation of e-commerce platforms to enable female entrepreneurs to access markets and help business to overcome biases when it comes to investing in women-owned businesses. True, true, true. I agree to that 100%. Employees, too, require multiple forms of support. In some countries, this may mean making public transport safer for women so they can get to work without fear of harassment. Elsewhere, laws and regulations need to be reviewed to, pre to prevent discrimination against women in the workplace. And all countries would benefit from appropriate family leave policies. Yes, an equality childcare supported by the public and private sector. This is the area they need to work on. And not just family leave. Because I, I said in a prior podcast that kids are home raising themselves because of the 40-hour work week, the work hours that women have to put in. The kids are left home to work, you know, to, to raise themselves. So this is one area that needs to be fixed. Finally, government must commit to ensuring a strong education for girls through at least secondary school. Even before the pandemic, the world faced a learning crisis. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I'm glad they're talking about it because now we see how um, COVID just has destroyed the education system. And here we are. They finally admitted that the world was facing a learning crisis before COVID. More than half of 10-year-olds in school across low- and middle-income countries could not read understand basic texts. There you go. So we can't blame it on the... I mean, I hear people saying that 
the kids that are that are smart are going to fall behind. But I'm like, okay, that's fine and good. But what about the ones that were falling behind before the pandemic? What about them? We've seemed to forget about them. They they are the forgotten ones. Um, so the article continues, the pandemic has made things worse globally. More than 800 million students remain out of school and many poor students, especially in rural areas, have no access to remote learning. In uh, some parts of Af Africa, as many as 45% of children have been completely disconnected during school closure. Girls face additionally additional challenge challenges to remote learning. If there's only one phone per household, for example, it is likely to be used by boys rather than girls. While a heavier burden of domestic work prohibits access to instructions for many girls. Education is the key to future employment, opportunities and women's ability to have power and influence in their own lives. Yes, 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 yes. As students return to school, countries need to ensure that both girls and boys re-engage with the learning process that will require investing in hybrid schemes that mix remote and interpersonal learning. I agree. I agree. While focusing on, on foundational and socio-emotional skills that will help children catch up. There you go. There you go. Did you hear it? Focusing on funded foundational and socio-emotional skills that will help children catch up. True, most of these measures will require substantial investment at a time when rising debt poses a major concern, but the best way to pay that debt back is to get economies growing faster and to keep more families from falling into poverty. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and back to the education system. Again, um, a lot of people seem to be worried about the ones that are um, that was performing good academically before the pandemic and not worried about the ones that were falling behind. So not everybody's on the same level. Um, and that will, will then, um, while we're looking at the ones that were academically good we also have to look at the ones that weren't performing good and here is where i say that we need trade school and i made a proposal that we need to for high school the last two years of high school need to it needs to be um the university core classes so for instance uh if the child wants to go to college then two year the last two year, two years of high school credit could roll over into you know, college credits. Thus, they'll only have to do maybe two years of college. And then for the ones that can't perform academically, they could go into trade, like one-year trade. So they need to make the two-year colleges one-year trade for the kids that can't perform academically. They need to go from high school to trade. If, if they want to, especially for girls, if they want to keep up and get them going so they don't fall behind, the education system needs to be revamped. And I suggested that, again, the last two years of high school, those credits tr should be transferred to the four-year core. Because, you know, at college, you, took, you take two years of core classes, then the last two is your bachelor's program. So if they make, to cut it down, if they take the last two years of high school credits 
for the ones that can perform academically and they take that and transfer it over to, to the college, then they should just go straight into their bachelor's program. They should never take any core classes. So that cut the amount of time spending in college and the amount of money. And then for the ones in high school that can't perform academically, but they could, they, you know, they could learn a trade. They could then um, move them over to the two-year college and turn it into a one-year trade school. So if they really want to help girls, this is what they need to do because not every child can perform academically. And the ones that can seems to get left behind. So now we know COVID has affected women and children the most. They need to get on it and uh, fix the issue. That's it.